Hello and welcome to 361 Degrees. Please keep that in. Hello and welcome to the 361 Degrees podcast, season three, episode three. My name is Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Ewan McLeod from Mobile Industry Review. And I'm Ray Blanford from All About Windows Home and All About Symbian. Still two sites, Ray Blanford. You're cheating. I know. Uh, hello, gentlemen. How hello, are you? how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. It's, it's um, nice to see you again. I'm doing very well. Topping, one might say. Topping. It feels Topping, like, did he say? feels like we've never been away. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about this week, you and McLeod? I, I am really annoyed because people don't know that I'm uh, a quality guy when they look at my mobile phones. Don't laugh. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So, what, what do you mean by a quality guy? <laughs> Sorry, that sounds a little bit uh, east of London. People I don't know that he's special by looking at his phone because he's I got know the he's same special. iPhone as everybody else. Yeah, well, I basically I want to define myself. I, I define myself as we all do by the things that we wear, the, the things that we buy, the things that we have. It's, it's, that's that's the, the world. Um, and the some issue of, I have, pardon? Some of us are more material than others, but basically it's material wealth. Are you doing, a, are you doing a fat joke? No. Oh, more, <laughs> I was just thinking you, you were looking at you looking at you in suit and going, well, some people have more material than others. <laughs> so, no. so what I what I would uh, I'd like to talk about is how how can we define ourselves by these devices? I think these are fashion devices now. These are fashion items, and I think the industry is doing a very bad job of enabling me and everybody else to nicely define themselves through their phone. How is it doing a bad job? I don't know. Back up a bit. Right, let, me so let, okay, let me go back Go back and say, right, um, I have, uh, right now in front of me, I have a, a BlackBerry Bold 9900, gorgeous, and that says I am a special chap. And then, <laughs> don't, so don't, many don't you dare. And then next to me, I also have a uh, an iPhone 4S. The first problem I have with the, the the iPhone 4S is you don't know if it's a 4 or a 4S. You can't tell the difference, right? Unless you're really, you know, a geeky. Uh, so that, that's my first problem. Uh, the next thing is I don't look special anymore. I don't look different anymore. I can't, you know, when I'm on, um, in meetings with with customers and clients, everyone's got the phone out on the table. I look exactly the same. I don't like that. You can't tell the difference between me and everybody else. So you're saying it's a fashion statement and the image that it projects about you because it's the most personal item you carry. It, well, absolutely. Yeah, and you're saying it in far more elegant terms. It's the same with a car or anything else or, or, or a suit or like. But you, you uh, talk about cars. Yes. You, you, what, you've got a Range Rover. A Range Rover, yes. Show off. All right, so you've got what? No, no, I got that for security primarily. All right, all right but you've got you've got and then because it snows once or twice a year <laughs> in, in, <laughs> south, in southwest London, the mountains of southwest London. Well, no, look yeah. at Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm in Asco. Asco. Yeah. There has, doesn't have to be a reason to buy fashion. I think that's right, the whole thank point. You, thank no, you, Blanford. No, okay, so what I was winding up to saying is that you said that you wanted to buy a more desirable, more prestigious. Uh, device to mark you out. I just, from, yeah, from I don't north. want to be the same but, as everybody else. But you, then you go on to say, like. Like like a car, right. and they, well, and and you you bought a Range Rover, and that's quite a prestigious high end brand. Mm-hmm. I you know I wouldn't mind having one if I earned as much money as you. Know, mm-hmm. um, but um, every if, if loads of people have got Range Rovers, if I go down my street, at least two or three people have gotten parked in their driveways. So 
you know, a car isn't made less prestige. I mean, millions of people buy Mercedes or BMW or Range Rover or Jaguar. You know, you you go down a you go into a car park in the local supermarket. Yeah. I guarantee we'll find five or six of, of you know each press each premium brand out there. Right. But so loads of people having those doesn't make them less prestigious. That's a, okay. That, I, I accept that. However, I'm, I, we need to work out a, a, a translation here between the, you know the car environment and the mobile environment. You must agree with me that if you have a an iPhone four or S, you just you can't tell the difference between you know it has that person paid a lot of money for it. Have they not paid a lot of money? You know, are they, did they buy it for, on contract or what? In all fairness to you, and there are far more gradations in the car industry, right? And the Range Rover is more special than the iPhone because there are fewer Range Rovers out there. But you could. Increase that up to supercars, you know, Ferrari versus buying uh, a Ford Mondeo, a Renault Clio, a, a Mini. Because you can, have, and you can go you and know, buy a Mondeo, right? But you can get the, you know, the, well, the okay. different gradations, as you say. So just, hang on a second, because anybody who's not in the UK is going to be listening to this going, what are these words? But So uh, Ford Mondeo would be an average family saloon car considered very mid-market pricing. I mean, popular but not prestigious. Um, but you can upgrade it though, right? You can get them on deal with a blah, 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 and that makes it, it very prestigious. It, it's not just that, because it's not just about price. There is more personality in the car industry. You know, people who are big on that personal brand might end up with something like a Mini, for example. Um, and right. so in the in the phone industry, it feels like on the top end devices, you know, whatever platform you're going, there's about five choices at any one time, maybe maybe 10, but that's far less. Really? Uh Okay, so what do we think are the pre- what do we think are the premium handsets that are out there now? So obviously iPhone. Yep. Then you uh, have the top end BlackBerry for the businessman. So yeah, top end BlackBerry. BlackBerry right? ninety nine hundred and yeah. its family members in North America. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Then pro- presumably something from the Nexus range for Android or maybe the latest uh, the Samsung Galaxy. Yeah, that's where it, gets very, it does actually get very difficult on a table determining what that Android phone is, though, doesn't it? I, I, yeah, I actually think that, that's, that this is where this conversation begins to get interesting because I've got a Nexus S in front of me. I've previously had a Galaxy S2 and a colleague of mine has the Galaxy Nexus and they're all very relatively poorly styled plastic black lumps. So for example the new the 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 um the Google Nexus which mm. is obviously the kind of Google's flagship for, uh, ice cream sandwich device yeah. just black and plastic. I mean it it's not very visually appealing. Well, that that was the kind of the genius of Apple is coming out with a very distinctive design and actually I think this is one of the reasons Nokia was so successful because you can look at a bunch of devices on the table and generally pick out a Nokia and actually, there's certain design cues. It's like the positioning of the logo. It's always above the screen, a certain curve, a certain angle. And even if you take away the logo, you can generally still go, that's a Nokia device. And they actually did it pretty successfully with the, the Lumia 800 standing out from the rest of the, the black uh, slabs. Mm. But okay. this is uh, there's a kind of a two-sided issue here. One is once the phone becomes common, it's no longer special, in Ewan's words. And that an awful lot of devices are very samey, that black slab which has been made a lot worse recently by the move to touchscreen because there's quite difficult to differentiate design-wise when you've got one big element on the front of the device that you just can't change. If you want to buy, if you want to have a device that you put down on the table and it makes people sit up and go, wow, Ewan has exquisite taste or a load of money or 
maybe he's See, I, I don't want you to get the wrong impression here, Mr. Smith. I think we're nailing the, the listeners. I'm, just, I'm the sitting back thinking what I've just said and thinking I sound a little no, bit no, of an arse. But I, but I think that you just expressed it poorly because I do agree with you. But yeah, let's I just. Mean, I was going for any listeners. I was going for an emotive, let, you know, viewpoint. Okay, I want to point that out. Let's just work this through, though. But direction. if you want, if you want the only phone that has ever made me kind of want to literally walk across a room and say, you know, please, can I see it? Would it be all right if I, you know, had a look at it for a minute? Was was um, the Virtu range. Now, yes. You know, but not because they're the most technically amazing devices or whatever, but just because they are, like, very high-end. Have, have you actually ever met anyone with a Virtu? I've never met one. I've never met anyone who owned one, but I went into I went into a Virtu store or back yeah. in the bad old well, actually with you, back with you in the bad yeah, old days yeah. when we were filming. And you know when the guy said, "Would you like to look at it? Would you like to?" I mean, it was it was under glass. You know, it's kind of wow. Would would it be all right for me to to hold it? You know, to look at it? because it's like going into the Rolex shop and holding a you know ten thousand pound watch or something. You know, the kind of you you stop thinking about value and practicality. Yeah. You think about kind of the prestigiousness and the quality, and it's kind of it's something beyond normal yeah. aspirations. So I, I don't. I wasn't really looking for for a Rolex necessarily. I'm just looking for yeah. What is the difference between uh, me, right? Okay, you're sitting there's me and somebody else with the same phone, but with vastly different perspectives. Well, well, there are different levels here because I mean, in one sense, you know, what I want to know is. Why aren't you just sticking a couple of phone charms or some diamonds on the back of your, you know, rhinestones? You could put a bit of bling on your phone and then well, it, you'd look different to everyone else. That's true. You could get one of those amazing cases with, like, you know, one of, the, one of your favourite characters or some witty Can slogan. I just say, well, you, don't you, seen, to, you don't have to be my... mad. You don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps. Have yeah. you seen the? Uh, I, I want to point out that have you seen these cases that make the iPhone look like a tape? That is I just want I want to officially announce that, that's Ed Hodges, by the way, gone a, a, a regular listener, Ed Hodges, has that on his iPhone. And Ed, that is old, dire, get rid of it. Yeah. Actually, I think you raise an interesting point because you've got a, a, a very high-end looking device, which many people buy in part because of the way it looks, not just because it's Apple, not just because of iOS. And then people put these, you know tacky plastic cases on. But that is a subject for the pub, not for the podcast. But let's get back to... So what if if you're not saying I want a Virtu, you know, I want a device that kind of screams so expensive, it's kind yeah, of yeah. I don't want. I'm not. That, I'm it, not that comfortable in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But so so it's it's not like owning a Ferrari no. where people you know kind of cross the road to take a picture as it mm. goes past or something. You know, um, what what are what are you after then in a in a device? I think I just well I always want to be different, right? It's um it's you're why already different, mate. Oh, uh, you're very kind. I you know I have. Uh, nice suits that well, I consider them nice. I go, you know, I'll spend a bit of money, get some good. But you know, you, Mister Smith, have got a very nice jacket on at the minute. Thank you, Di. And you know, you you probably paid a nice bit of cash for it. You probably feel good wearing it. It looks good when you're wearing it. This is cool, right? But you've made the same decision or a similar decision, right? You've made a um, a purchase decision, and I, you know, I I want to define myself in some part by the. The, the things but you know there's an image you have to create in today's world right it's not just you can't just walk around in a, in a sack right you have to present a particular perspective it, it's interesting because in the uk particularly with the the relatively big mobile operator subsidies you can now get um a top or you can now get the, the newest iphone albeit probably not the, the one with the most yeah. memory but you can get the newest model of iphone free or very close to free as long as you sign up for a, a relatively long contract. Yeah, I mean, any phone in the UK, yeah. £35, maybe £40 for a two-year contract, it's it'll free. be free. Yeah, And, and so that does, I, I agree, that does confuse me because I'm thinking, well, 
if you look on the TV, look at celebrities or look at people who you would assume generally would be seeking out kind of premium, nicer experiences, they have the same phones as 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 us. You know, you kind of they don't drive they drive around in you know Rolls Royces or high end cars. Yeah. They wear designer clothes. They live in big houses, and every every aspect of their life is kind of you know very expensive and lavish. But you know, so they're using iPhones or they're using Blackberries and things. And I am sort of surprised that that prices tail off where they do because whilst it whilst it sounds sort of it sounds a bit, a bit inappropriate to complain that phones aren't expensive enough when you consider sort of emerging markets where people are, you know, thinking about £100 phones being, you know, kind of really It's, it's a first world problem. Yeah. It's a first world problem. Right? I'm yeah. kind of uncomfortable with joking about it. But in, in purely in a market sense, I am surprised that yeah. there aren't devices that go further up the price scale to appeal to wealthy Europeans, North Americans who could afford to spend more money on these devices. For example, you know, to who, the kind of people who buy very high-end consumer electronics for their homes and things where prices do you know you've got bang and olufsen and lots of brands that you know cater to that kind of higher price point and give them very nice design experience and things we we should be somewhat careful here because this is a rather uk specific problem where we have some of the most aggressive subsidies from operators anywhere in the world there are plenty of markets where you do have to buy the phone up front and something like the iphone does come in at 600 pounds more expensive than the typical top of the range android devices uh, but there is a, a secondary that there's kind of an, a reason for this. You were talking about why aren't there more expensive devices out there. I've actually had this conversation with a couple of manufacturers and they've basically Ray said... Thanks for coming around here with his actual research. I just well, wanted to spend a good half an hour blowing, just speculate? blowing off wild speculation. <laughs> well, it's fair enough. We can do that. I enjoy that as much as the next person. But they, they sort of said to me, there is a, a point at which people are not willing to spend more money uh, that might be different in the UK where, you know, it's more subsidy or whatever. But they said it, it's around the five £600 price point and after which it drops away the number of devices they sell. Of course, that becomes a problem because effectively there's economies of scale that play a very important role in the price of, you know, uh, smartphones. And so it's not economical to produce these one-off devices unless they become very expensive um, and you can actually see that in the, the typical phone prototype, which is basically a one-off production or uh, maybe a production run of a 1,000 units, which is maybe the sort of area we're starting to talk about, maybe a bit down from that. They cost £5,000 each, typically. Right, well, okay, hold on a minute. So We're not talking about a, a production run of five. You, there are more people in the UK that would pay you know, for a quality. There needs to be a quality device, a quality offering. There's more than 1,000. There's more than 5,000. There's a big segment of the marketplace that will buy a more expensive well, device. Th- there's not because some, some will want to be one in a thousand, some will want to be oh. one in five thousand, some well, will that's, be that's happy being ver- one in a million. We're not talking about Vertu. That's Vertu. You know, that's five grand a phone kind of stuff. We're talking here about the guy that, that pays 1,500 quid for a MacBook Air I, rather I mean, than 300 quid for a standard laptop. Uh, I mean, I agree. I think there is a gap. So we then need to ask the question, what should that comprise of? And my answer to that would be, it's not actually about what the device can do it's about the quality of it. And I think Ben talked about this in the sort of pre-brief for this uh, episode. He talked pre-brief. about the feel in the hand. And it's actually don't, designed don't, there. T- don't give away people that we, we, 
we prep this stuff. We, this, these conversations this live. Flow, flow naturally. No, wait, oh, sorry, I've missed. Where's my point in the script? Yeah, hang right, on a second. Where are we? Page no, four. Take it from the page, top, four, page four. Page four. Okay, right. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your cue and then you come in. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to give you credit for the idea. Okay. So, so gentlemen. But, but I, I again, I, there's a danger of us reaching consensus because I prefer it when we disagree. But I. I kind of take Ray's point about the production costs and things because I still That's think rubbish. But oh, no, yeah. but I still think when, when people when people when, when people are looking at these things, they still need to feel that they are worth it, even if they're evaluating brand rather than kind of the the, the bill of materials and a device. But what confuses me is that um, prices. I think if you talk about unsubsidized prices then you get up to about £600 and there's, that's it. That is a complete cliff face and it's very difficult to spend more than £600 on a device. Now, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are probably screaming, why would you want to You know, get perfectly good phone? But if you wanted a device that was uh, you know, sort of more, more premium than that, maybe not more capable but more premium, uh, more desirable, rare, or something like that. Why don't those prices keep going up towards a thousand pounds? You know, where where should be the drop off? Because taking what Rafe's saying purely on the economics, it can't be a cliff face. I mean, is there some kind of magical manufacturing law that says devices more than six hundred pounds are uneconomical, or is it, it just the operator? I, I think it's about uh, consumer behaviour as much as anything else. And there are actually exceptions to this rule. That we can think of a couple of devices. Go on, I, I was really struggling, so I'd be interested. So there is the, the special edition devices, like you've had the BlackBerry Porsche one, and then there's something like the Nokia Oro, which is actually a gold-plated Oro. version of the Nokia C7. Mm. And that came in at about the £1,200 mark. And certainly if you wanted yeah. to stand out and look different... Um, See, that's too different. Uh, well, it's interesting you me. could say that. And the market for that was actually in the Middle East... Yes. Uh, where a certain type of person wanted to be quite obvious about their standing out. I and that's that actually... the other problem with this. As soon as you get into fashion, it becomes very, very subjective. Yeah. So designing something that appeals to everybody is very difficult, especially when you're dealing with a device that's already under tremendous design constraints. The microengineering that goes into a phone is phenomenal. So there's not a lot you can do apart from maybe changing the case material and making it out of the more expensive material. And that's what Virtu does. I mean, they're using premium materials and then using diamonds for the buttons and sapphire glass and that kind of thing. There is room for more of that. I think the other issue here is that because things are moving so quickly with technology, you buy a Rolex or a nice watch and expect it to last 10 years or a lifetime yeah, that's, that's not that's a realistic a expectation at the moment in the mobile industry. You need a new device every, I would say, minimum of three years. Otherwise, you risk being left behind. And most people who are willing to spend that kind of money want to have a phone that's on the cutting edge, which means probably upgrading every 18 months. So perhaps what you're, perhaps what you're saying then is actually that you would just like more choice around the existing price point then because i i look at mm. i mean i look at what you've got on the table you've got you know, you've got an iphone and you've got a blackberry bold and what strikes me is that those are the two devices on the market at the moment i would say have really good quality premium look and feel i i don't i think i don't actually think the bold stands up to uh to use i think the, the build quality you know uh, the interaction it gets a bit spongy and a bit flexible but purely on the table you know the metal banding the finish mm. that i i take you know it's looks really nice. But then, I, I mean, Rafe's got a, an HTC One X, is that on the yes, table? Yes, it's the yeah. One X. The One X. Lovely 
nice screen, but kind of anonymous kind of white plastic shell case. And there's a, we've got a Lumia 800 here. I've got a Nexus S, you know, kind of you get very quickly down into just sort of the Bogo standard plastic cases. And I think what about if you're, what if your top of the top of the range uh, Android device from HTC or whatever looked as premium as an iPhone? I mean, would that do? I think that that might change change things for me. I, I the real problem I have is when I'm in a restaurant or on the train, and everyone, you know, in in many cases, just at the train line I'm I'm on, everyone has an iPhone. Everybody has an yeah. iPhone for something. Well, just get your BlackBerry out, because sooner or later you'll be the only one using them. There are some Blackberries, I, I should point out. I mean, I think one answer to this is, is cases, which is why people are willing to spend quite a lot of money on cases. Now, I actually think that's a, a failure, because I don't really want to hide the design of the phone, so I prefer either slim cases or things I can take off quickly. And I actually think Nokia did a I'm very good... cases. Exactly. <laughs> Nokia did a great job with the Lumia 900. That's something that stands out for me as a, a piece of design. But I actually think we need an advancement in material science. So if we think about a few years down the road, we could have nano coverings, um, nano-based materials. So you could actually change the color and potentially even the feel of the phone in the hand. And you could then yeah, offer yeah. quite a great deal of personalization. So think yeah. about something like the iPhone. If you could change the, ba- the color of the band around it, that would probably be enough. Well, I, I still would say that's still an iPhone 4 or something. You know, I... I I just want to be a slightly different, you know. Well, it, how about that you can only change it to a certain colour if you spent that extra bit of money? There's then it's, yeah, this is where I get, I get a little bit uncomfortable. I don't, it's not necessarily about the expenditure, the amount of money. It's, I think, just being different. Well, what about I mean, in, the, in the car market, if you, want to, if you want to make your vehicle different, you've got kind of two steps. When you buy it, if you the buy it... Brand choice, well, if you model choice. Sure, but if you, if you buy it, let's say you've chosen your vehicle, yeah. you've chosen the iPhone, you've chosen you're going to buy this Range Rover or yeah. something like that. Um, if you're buying it new, which we have to really to maintain the equipment with mobile phones, go into the dealership, they give you this big book of options mm. and you choose seats, leather, wheels, yeah, tires, yeah. trim, radios, and you can, you can take, as you said earlier, you can take a, a kind of a normal you can take a normal uh, product and you can style it quite heavily. And in some respects, you can make it more premium. In other mm. respects, it's just you know, cho- choosing choosing options. But if you if you want to go further than that, you can then take it down the road to the customizer. And I mean, or, you know, you pimp my ride kind of stuff. But you can yeah. there are there are people who will specialize in making very high end vehicles even more customized for you if you want. So why don't you bring your iPhone down to someone and have you know have it. Cover. I was going to say vajazzled, but you know, have it have it covered in diamonds. Well, put it put it in a a, a clear case. Put go faster stripes on it. I think I I'm trying to work out what it is that um yeah I just want to be defined differently. So so, so help you, me out, gents. So you can I ask you, is it the kind of the lack of choice? Because I mean, in the past we've talked about the idea or the uniformity, the fact that uh, everyone's the same. Yeah. Is it because we've talked about modular devices, which I don't think is necessary at all anymore. That kind of idea is gone. But would you like to be able to go into a phone shop and kind of have a catalogue of style choices to look through so you could pick out a device that was more personalised to you? Or is it the fact that it's the uniformity of the look um, in general rather than the specifics of the I think it's the fact patterning? that I feel the same as everybody else. If you, if you could have, okay, so if you could have your iPhone and you could have it, um, let's say the metal band around the outside, you could have that, me- that metal colourised in some way and so that yours was one of... A thousand gold or platinum or whatever. Something different. Yeah. Would, that... Would I like you? Yeah. 
I see. I don't know if it's that. I don't really necessarily want that specific exclusivity. I just want the ability to be slightly different. Or, or you know, what's the XL oh, version? Okay. So, w- or would you prefer it? The iPhones were only the only iPhone on the market was the iPhone 4s, 64 gig, and you had to, and you had to pay a bit more for it. So that you know, yeah, that's, th- you're helping crystallize my thought actually because. Um, it's what, I, I what us to, consultants do, you see. They, no charge this time. It's, it's what you pay. It's not what you pay. What was that, that thing you say? Yeah, it's 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 not how much it costs. It's what it's worth. It's the value. It's the yeah, value, not yeah, cost. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for that because I think you're getting to the point. I I really I think I want Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, to get on stage and say, right, here's the iPhone five, you know, small, medium, large. So yeah, the sixteen gig, thirty two gig, sixty four gig, and we have the sixty four XL or the sixty four D or sixty four whatever right that is just a little bit different it's just that bit better the steve jobs signature edition yeah yeah and that's the one i buy i want you to know i, I want it to be the iphone right and i'm waving it at uh at you, you guys i want it to be this but you're just a little bit better so actually maybe it, all it is is go faster stripes so, so you just want people to know that you're just a little bit better than them <laughs> yeah I, hold so on. go faster, I, I'm hoping that the listeners are are taking this this honesty in face value. Here. Yes, I do. We, you're right, but we appreciate your honesty, and we'll take it entirely in the way you mean. So where where I can see this, that actually, when I finish laughing at you inside for being shallow and, and valueless, <laughs> uh, where I can see this working, Look, would, would you've be, got what shallow and value? What are you wearing, and what have you got here? I, I, have, I have what what okay. What kind of machine have you? What kind of laptop have you got? What uh, what Dell nonsense simple laptop have you got? Yeah, I, I've got a, a I've got a cool. top of the range MacBook Air, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, right. Okay, so enough of that nonsense. Okay, let's not talk about me. That, that's a distraction. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a functional difference there. Honestly, th- th- there is. <laughs> there is. Uh, no, where I th- and is that is that a Timex twelve quid nineteen? You know, no. Where um, exactly? But where I think where I think I could agree with well, where I think that somebody could come into the market would be what about if a premium brand that we already knew. So I'm thinking um, Bose or Bang & Olufsen or kind of help me out with some yeah, other kind um, of, what about high-end consumer electronics kind yeah, of brand? Kind of tech brand or something. Domestic te- brands. Yeah. So something that's not associated with phones, you know, but yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, so something something like that, you know, let's say Bang & Olufsen. I mentioned them in a previous podcast, but let's say that. So they, they produce, they already produce phones or the domestic phones and they're, they're quite high-end. What about if those guys worked with an existing manufacturer to style a shell on an Android phone? So you've got an ice cream sandwich phone, which is probably like an HTC. Have we not got that with those, you know, what's the, what are those brands? You're... Well, we've, we've already seen a couple of those. I mean, thingy, there's thingy. the... Um... Dolce Gabbana or whatever. No, no, the thingy, the, the, I don't think that is not equivalent, though, because the Dolce & Gabbana, the Prada one, yeah. all those kinds of things, they're just sticking their logo on a... On a device an that's OEM made device. by an OEM device, and they don't have any. Whilst the, whilst they have the, some styling input, the materials and the quality mm. aren't really so integral to oh, the design so, process. So what, what I'm talking about, I, the reason I pick Bang and Olufsen is that they actually manufactured these things. If you pick up one of their devices, there's a build and a mm. finish and a quality, and even a design language, as you were saying, Rafe, about those devices. You talk about the M5. So BM, those that follow BMW, you, know, you can buy a BMW, but then the M5 is styled by somebody. Who, who's the guy that does that or the company that does that? Oh, well, I think it's Pininfarina or whatever. Or... Well, isn't... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, the... This can go wrong, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, I, I, the BlackBerry that's been styled by Porsche is a horrendous, obscene piece of tat. <laughs> 
Well, this is the problem I was talking about, subjectivity earlier. And honestly, all the design within the existing manufacturers are trying to create the best possible design you can. You talk to any manufacturer now, and they'll talk about their design studio and the process they go through. Now, you mentioned the 1X earlier. That's gone through loads of design revisions, and it's come from various inspiration. And actually, the material on it is polycarbonate, the same as on the Lumia devices. And that's all a very long process. So most of them would say that they're already doing that kind of Hardcore design is to differentiate. But they're you making have it to for when they all look you know, the same. Ten, ideally for tens of millions of people. So right? do we then say it's actually about designing something that's maybe for a, a million people? I mean, that's and I think that's a problem. Mm. Finding that kind of quantity of people because it's going to be different for everybody. There's Virtu serves the one thousand market, and actually it's probably a little more than that. I don't know. It's probably ten thousand, a hundred thousand, and we like Virtu because they're British and they're based down in Southampton. Um, and as a British podcast, we can support them. I, I but we need something in between. Church Crookham the other day. It's a very anonymous building in the middle of woods. It, it is. It's yeah. totally anonymous. So apart from the Virtue logo, are you saying that you just want something just to stand out enough? So could it be an aftermarket process, as Ben suggested, sort of sort of car tuning? Yeah, you I, have I phone can imagine. Tuning. Yeah, I can imagine uh, you saying, "Are you getting the iPhone 5? And Me saying, "No, actually, I'm waiting for the." Blur version. I don't think. Which, I don't think you would go to the shop. I don't think you go to the Apple store when the iPhone five comes out, and you inevitably go and get it. Yeah. I don't think you'll then fetch it down to the phone customizer, and however tastefully, I don't think you'll have it customized or skinned or changed because that will feel like kind of um, that. That feels like dressing it up too yeah. much. I think you're talking about exclusivity, which is that you want people to. You don't want anybody to be able to go and do that. You want to be able to have a special edition or a limited run device that basically marks you out as being a kind of connoisseur. Yeah, I think so. So I think that the only the only way that will come good will be because Apple will never produce limited runs or anything like that. It will the only way that will come good will be if one of these other brands does a limited edition, special edition, you know, sort of high as, as Rafe says, high higher priced. Or maybe I just need to shut up and then wait for the Apple iPhone 5 to come out and buy it when it comes out, like everybody else, blah, blah, blah. It's a bit depressing, though, isn't it? It's interesting, though, because for the first time, we're just talking just about hardware, aren't we? Because when, yeah. you, when, when you're using a phone you, you don't, and you're carrying it around, the only thing you see, the only thing you, you interact with is the hardware, when actually, arguably, the, you know, loads of the investment is actually on the software and what's going on inside. You know, the, as Rafe is that because we're at parity, basically. I mean, they're more well, or less the same. Well, I think. I think it's because actually all the all the investment R and D goes on in what inside the case. That's where magic happens. I mean, there is an assumption that for us, we'd want it to be equivalent to whatever the best was and the sort of the normal phones, if you like. Um, Virtu is interesting because it tends to run on. Well, most of them have been Series Forty. It's done a couple of Symbian devices recently. Um, but the technology is actually out of date and the premium offering yeah. on that is designed. But also there's a concierge service that you ring up and you kind of get that. And that's to make your life easier. But I think Ewan's talking very much about the image that is projected by the hardware. And that's almost entirely design led and just just being a little bit different. And I think the 4S4 is a, a, a perfect example of that. Um, and it will continue to be a problem for Apple and everybody else. So it's Apple because everyone's you know, loving Well, it, it'll fact, be a problem, it problem for ev me. everybody. And I actually think it's a big problem for the Android manufacturers in that they, the devices at the moment, all those black slabs look the same. Uh, so I do wonder whether there's you know scope for things like different color cases that you could buy. I mean, all of these devices can be taken apart quite easily and then customized 
The reason that the manufacturers don't do that is because most operators don't want to carry multiple colors of the same device because it adds to the logistics and they only want to have one SKU in the shop and everything like that. But personally, if I could go and get my phone case changed out so I could have it as see-through, I think that would be a really cool thing to have. It would stand out and make people go, oh, he knows what he's doing. You know, that's a bit different. Right, there you go. I'm pleased to hear that Blanford does care about his image as well. Mostly. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Uh, let me ask you this question. Or I, First a point. When Android was first announced, we had a, um, a manufacturer, I forget the name, set up a, threw up a website and said, right, if you want an Android phone, we uh, specify what you want, choose the size of megapixels, the whole thing, the battery size, just you, and you basically configured your Android phone like a Dell machine. And you actually went through and said, I want this, I'm going to pay more money for a really good camera and a really good battery. I don't really care about this. I don't, care, I don't, I don't want radio. I don't want this. I don't want that. And I really liked that experience. Could you fast forward now to a time when Apple say, right, we're changing everything around, and, or, or any, any, actually any manufacturer, where you, you will configure your phone on, on the web, and you can, you can add, you can say, I do want this, I don't want that, I do want this, I do want that, like a car. I mean, how do you react to that? I, I think that that's actually going backwards because phones mm. are less and less about specs. I think like the... Well, not features then. You know, I, I, this one's got a really good speakerphone. This one doesn't, you know. The size constraints of a mobile phone make that relatively impractical, quite apart from testing um, you know, multiple different mm. versions of the same thing. Where that, that can come in is I do see potential for specifying something like colors or casing, particularly if you start getting smart materials. I referred to nano surfaces earlier. There's the potential to do that kind of thing. And I can see, you know, uh, that kind of thing is not possible to do at the moment. But in five years' time, you can buy an iPhone 7 with a nano surface, which means you can customize according to the color. You know, take a picture of a dress, and then you can change your phone to match that color. And I could see that being a premium offering, and then there being the ordinary iPhone as well. And I think there's potential around interesting developments in material science to do that kind of thing without necessarily becoming mainstream. Yeah, I, I I agree with Rafe. I think you could do build to order. I don't I don't find the whole choose megapixels very compelling because I think there's you know the the new iPad. You know, the, everyone kind of was a bit confused about the name, but the point is that it doesn't say three G, four G, the metal one, the eight megapixel. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's just it's the best combo. It, overall, it's the best combination of features you can get on the market. You know, every the manufacturers are putting out. Things that are ranges of combination, you know, combinations now. So I don't see that working. What I, I could imagine though is actually that this work, it won't be something that device manage, manufacturers fix. Some smart network operator will yeah. clock you for a higher value customer, and they will um, they'll they'll sign you up for a lot of money. Oh, uh, too black. Exactly where I'm going. Yeah, they'll sign you up for a lot of money. They'll guarantee that you'll get the latest device every six to twelve months, and when it comes, it will be branded slightly not to change on the yeah. device but they do it it'll have a tag or some kind of logo or some distinctive marking on it that indicates that it was supplied through that program and perhaps you were guaranteed access to it so that you always get it on launch day or something so you get the prestige of having the latest thing so you can feel good about having it and, and when people look at it they know oh look you know he's he's bought into that and yeah. it's more and it, and it is a designer lifestyle thing but it's it's not just purely about brand it's about um one a network operator making the uh, 
the service much broader because they've all tried to do financial services and they mm. try to be telecom services and things. And actually, you've said several times you wanted concierge, you wanted membership, you wanted subscription, you wanted basically to just have all your devices supplied by them and not to worry about it, just to lease them basically. Yeah. And that to me is the way that practically it could happen. But actually, at the end of the day, you'd still have the same 4S that everyone else had. It'd just have a sticker that said, I paid O2 more than I should have done for this. Well, I, don't, I, I wouldn't f- feel so bad as if, if, if I was getting a different, better service. You know, I... Yeah, I mean, essentially, this is cyclical. Just like the rest of the mobile industry, what we really want to go back to is the, the day where you could get a, a snap-on fascia for your phone. You and, McLeod, you and McLeod wants an express-on cover. Things. Exactly. Never that, that's what you is, is essentially saying here. He wants to be able to express his cell personality, stand out a little bit. So bring back express-on covers for the iPhone. There we go. Yeah. I have to. I mean, despite 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 the joke, I, I do agree with you. If there were more, if there were a better a range of sort of more premium devices, I would think about. I would think about maybe not buying lots because I mean I've got several phones. I, maybe my, my main device would have one because uh, I think that they at the moment. 35 40 pound a month contract there are there is some space to add some upfront cost there for some some more premium device but yeah maybe maybe the the problem at the moment is that the market is really finely well tuned into cost subsidy it means they need to make everything available to everyone and if you had a thousand pound phone how long would it be before everybody else on the bus had a thousand pound phone as well just because you know the networks would become very efficient at subsidising those and spreading out the costs so people didn't notice three-year contracts or something like that. We should actually just be a bit careful here because we know that you're not going to be able to create a device from scratch. The economics won't work, so there'll be a modification of something. So the chances are the components to do that will be out there in the market. You can go and buy them in China. And a good example of this is what happened with the white iPhone. A lot of people actually bought in the components to do the conversion themselves before the white iPhone officially became available. And so there's that buy the components, do it yourself, and kind of get around whatever the extra charge is going to be. Or the second thing is they'll just be a clone of the device and suddenly you feel less special. So it's quite hard for this to happen in a way that's not easy to replicate. I think your operator idea is probably the way ahead, actually. Because, yeah, I, I don't want to pay more money necessarily. That's the thing. Because when I'm hearing you talking, I'm not thinking, well, I want to go out and spend more money. I actually want more value. I want to feel better. I want a better service somehow. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Just before we finish up, because we're running over time, I tell you, the, the device, of all the devices I've had for ages and ages, the one that got most people talking uh, when it, when I put it on the desk in front of me, my Red E63. So that's the old, an old, low, low-end Nokia uh, QWERTY device uh, running Symbian, woohoo! Right, running Symbian, oh. woohoo! Yeah, I mean, this was this was a long time ago. Back <laughs> when it was um, but the just the combination of an unusual color. I mean, it was a sort of a dark, a deep red. Yeah. Um, and it all had a relatively nice sort of soft touch plastic thing. It, it wasn't it wasn't the most expensive device, and it didn't feel the best in the hand or anything like that. But just that comment, it was just unusual, and it just got you know people to go, oh wow, that's you know. That's quite nice, you know. It wasn't it wasn't garish, but it was different, and people w- were interested to find out what it was. And so I wonder, actually, if uh, what what should happen is that just next time, um, next time a manufacturer releases a white one and a black one, they should also release a, a deep blue or just one unusual color combination that people could so buy. You can define yourself just, just you could buy it just to be different. Yes, you know, and that actually f- not many people would choose it because it does not. The sort of uh, traditional safe colours. Did you choose that white iPhone? 
Yeah, I did. Yeah. You uh, said, I want a white iPhone. I did. I said to the man, go, go to the back room and bring me forth a white iPhone. Why did you want a white iPhone? That's for girls. It matches my iPad. The, the it's also for girls. Why did you buy a white one? I just like them. I, why? No, it just means me he's, he's in touch with his feminine side. There's nothing wrong he's with that. It just means he's a, why did you buy a white He's a one? modern man. I just didn't want it to be black. I was fed up with black. Uh, the, in, black the interesting colors. thing about this color thing is talking to manufacturers, um, they actually say most people like the idea of multiple colors, but when it comes down to it, they choose black because it looks professional, but they do multiple colors because they look good on the shop shelves. So if you actually want to stand out, go and buy one of the color variants of a phone and you'll be more special. I was really annoyed when the, uh, I forgot when the Vodafone sent me the iPad 2. Um, I forgot on the phone to specify black. The guy sent me a white one. I was really annoyed. I like I like the white ones. I think it looks better with the around a black screen. That you know, you, I, the black one. I'm always disappointed when you turn it on and you notice the massive bev- bevel around the edge. Yeah, so I, I see what you mean. It just well, looks. I, I'm, with, I'm with Ben here. I mean, I'm in touch with my feminine side as well, so I like white devices. That's it. My feminine but, side's gone away for the weekend, so I'm all right. What what white devices have you bought? He's picking up the HTC One X, which is clearly white and clearly in front of him on the table. Anyway, well, there was a bag in a way. I couldn't see that. I see. Right. Okay, so we've talked for well, we've talked for over half an hour now. Can we draw any learnings out of this experience whatsoever? Yes. Let me point you out that I don't recap. want to come across as a total unmitigated arse. Okay. Which I think there is a danger. Too late. There's a sl- <laughs> thanks a lot. There's a slight danger. I was trying to express an emotive perspective. That the the mobile certainly in the UK. Well, I'm hoping that everybody listening will identify with that, apart from the ultra socialists. So basically, that there's not enough breadth, and that well, we all want a, a we all want a choice, and I don't think there's enough choice out there for me to define myself. And in that respect, I agree with you because that's what I just said at the start. In, in certainly, you know, if you if you go if you go into a bit of pub, if you go into a train or the tube in London, um, the most popular. Or the most common devices will also be the most high-end devices. You look, you know, you've got people using high-end Blackberries, relatively high-end Android devices, and iPhones in in the greatest numbers. And you don't see you, you see plenty of people using low-end handsets, but in you know enough high-end ones that they're not kind of they're not special. When you look at the pricing, you would expect them to be in the minority, but yeah. actually there there's another big bump there. Um, I suppose of course, it depends where you go and where you live. You know, if we certainly yeah. gone somewhere else in the country, there'd be people saying that's ridiculous. What we're spending money on an iPhone is is a waste of money. I suppose that the other problem is, by the way, the iPhone you get sixteen, thirty two, and sixty four. You can't tell the difference. No. Well, I mean, phones have become fashion items and very aspirational things. You know, it's an object which is an extension of yourself, and it does feel like there isn't enough uh, choice, particularly when you compare it to similar consumer items. Uh, and given that the mobile is the one that's with you all the time, that is surprising. And just from a personal point of view, I would be looking towards material science to solve that rather than the sort of addition of more choice in the shops. I think there's smarter things that can be done and then some kind of aftermarket. Right. Well, let's wrap this up because I have to go to uh, the premium supermarket to buy a luxury pizza to go to drive home in my premium sports car to eat with my silver-plated knife and fork on my bone china watching my ultra-thin TV plugged into my high-end satellite subscription service TV. I think I've helped define our audience a little bit, 
So you you certainly said something, but I'm not sure what that is. Okay, thank you for listening. Uh, I think this these this these kind of uh, personal opinion ones tend to generate a little bit more feedback. So if you think that you and McLeod has landed oh, for another no, planet, I've please put my head in the fryer. Please leave a comment below. If you think Ralph Blanford is included and science will rescue us, then also tell him he's right. Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back next week. Bye bye.